Back to our top story. Draymond Green has had a rough 2023. In last season's playoffs, he had an altercation with Kings for DeMontis Sabonis, which resulted in a one-game suspension. Flash forward to this season, when Green was suspended for five games in an on-court scuffle, which saw him place Rudy Gobert in a headlock. That was on November 14th. And now this most recent incident where the NBA has suspended Green indefinitely for punching Yusuf Nurkic on Tuesday with no timeline for his return. NBA executive VP, former champion Joe Dumars is with us now. Joe, good morning. Thank you so much for making some time here. Uh, tell me this. How did the NBA get to this decision? So, you know, a lot of times people get caught up into like a number. Like, what's the number? What? And we didn't want to do that. Uh, what we wanted to do was, first of all, we knew that um, there would be some level of punishment, but we didn't want that to be the focus. We wanted the focus to be on how can we help Draymond as well. And we thought indefinite was the best way to do that. So, so, so people don't get caught up on here. what's the number. Is it too low? Is it too high? Indefinite means get yourself right. We want to see you at your best. And the best way for you to do that is, is to get yourself, get yourself mentally and emotionally back to where you need to be. And so that's how we got to indefinite. Joe Dumas, appreciate you being on the show, buddy. Thank you so much. I remember when John ja Morant ultimately got suspended by Commissioner Adam Silver. And one of the things that reportedly was transpiring was the fact that Adam Silver was taken aback because he had had a conversation with John ja Morant. And then after that, something else happened. And that really turned him off. I'm going to ask you that same question because I know that you have spoken to Draymond Green on several occasions throughout his career. I know how much he looks up to you. On a personal level, not that personality had something to do with this decision, but on a personal level, how much did that factor into your decision, your part in this decision, considering the multitude of conversations you had personally had with him throughout the years? You want to see guys grow. Stephen, you want to see guys grow, man. And you, you, you want to do what's best for them. Look, there's a role to play here. And the role is to, you know, when, when someone crosses the line, we really have to step in and adjudicate that. We have to. There's no, there's no getting around that. But we can also be human in this, too. How can we help this guy? Because clearly something is going on. Clearly uh, he's crossed the line, and we have to deal with it. But there's a human element, Stephen. And the human element part of this for me is how can we help this kid get better? And I say kid, you know, he's 33 years old. But for me, these young guys, any of these young guys, whether it's Ja, whether it's Draymond, whoever it is, yes, we have a job to do. But also, man, we can be humans to help these guys get better and grow. We know his actions obviously played a significant role, of course, in this suspension. How much did his words play a role in this particular decision when he goes into a press conference and he says, I'm going to be Draymond no matter what. Everybody's expecting something different, but this is me. This is what I'm going to be, even though that wasn't necessarily his position the other night after he hit Nurkic. Nevertheless, he had a history of saying he's going to be Draymond. What kind of role does that play in the kind of decisions that came down in regards to him? Uh, very little to none, Stephen. Like, you know, guy going to a press conference saying something is, is one thing. And look, you've been around, I've been around long enough to know that guys chirp, they say things, they stand their ground. That, that, that happens. That, that, those aren't the things that, that, that really get your attention as the actions on the floor. It's the actions in the games. It's, it's these things that cross the line. That, that, that's where you really have to step in, and we have to come together at the league office 
meet, discuss this stuff, and try to come up with the best solutions. But the words themselves at a press conference, very little, Stephen. Is the league of the mindset that this is something that they should have done earlier, that in a roundabout way, I don't want to use the word enabler because that's a bit too strong, but perhaps if a heavy hand had been brought down upon them where an indefinite suspension had happened, per se, let's say, after the Sabonis incident or after the Rudy Gobert incident, that maybe, maybe this could have been curtailed? Is that the mindset of the thinking of the league office at all? No, we don't really Monday morning quarterback here. We, we, we do what we think is best in the moment. and. And the decisions that we've made over the last, I don't know, 18 months or so, every one of them was like deeply discussed internally here. These weren't just like quick uh, snap decisions. I mean, like a lot of conversations that have gone on. Uh, and then you come out with the best decision that you can make at that time. So we, we really don't go back and look at it. Even like this one, Stephen, you, you know, a lot of conversations the last two days on this. And indefinite is where we came out and everyone here agrees with it. And we think it's what's best for him. It's what's best for the Warriors and it's what's best for the league. What does indefinite mean from a minimum perspective? We understand that the number is there's no number attached to it. And I get what you were saying initially. But nevertheless, Mike Wilbon was on Get Up With Me a bit earlier. And, you know, the great Mike Wilbon and what he yep, was having yep. to say. He said if it, if it ended, if indefinite ends up amounting to a, a five or a seven game suspension, that would not be a good thing. So when you say the word indefinite from a minimum perspective, can you give us any kind of clue whatsoever what that what that entails? Stephen, we have no number. And, and, and here's the reason why. And, and, and please let Mike know this. The reason we don't have a number is because the help that he needs to get, getting himself better, is what's most important. And I don't want to, Adam doesn't want to, we don't want to put a number on you have this many games to go out and get the help that you need to get better. And so leave it as indefinite until that time comes. And that's why even, even when you say indefinite and then you throw out a minimum number on it like that, Stephen, you, you, you're not really living up to what you're saying that you really want to do. And so we're going to leave it as indefinite for him to get better. And when that time comes, he'll be back. But that, that, tell Mike that there is, no, there is no number that we have here. Any resistance whatsoever from the Players Association at this particular moment in time, particularly considering that the interim executive director is the former teammate of Draymond Green and Andre Iguodala? Andre Iguodala has been exceptional since he stepped into the role. Um, I, first and foremost, I think he, he, he's going to be great in that role for however long he stays in it. And he was on board with us with this because, you know, when I talked to Andre yesterday, it was about Draymond getting better and, and what we can do together, what, what we can agree on together, what's best for Draymond at this time, what's best for the Golden State Warriors, what's best for the league office, is for him to get better with, with, with it being indefinite, Stephen. And Andre was on board with that. So he's been exceptional in, in, in helping us craft this. What kind of reaction have you received from the Golden State Warriors once this decision came down? Very supportive. Um, uh, you know, talk with Steve Kerr, talk with uh, Mike Dunleavy. Those guys are on board. They understand. Look, everyone, you know, the good thing about this, Stephen, is that from the league office perspective, from the players association uh, perspective and from the team perspective, <clears throat> every single entity is on board with each other. We are all in agreement on this. There has been no pushback, uh, any of that. Everybody's on board with, you know what, this is the right thing to do to help him get better. 
The person that's on the air right now talking to me is a person that was a two-time champion as an NBA player, a Hall of Fame player, by the way, inducted into the Hall of Fame. Uh, obviously one of the great executives in the history of basketball, six consecutive trips to a conference finals, back-to-back -back trips to the NBA finals, an NBA champion as an executive. And now here you are in the league office. But when people look at Joe Dumas, there's a different component that they see on top of all of that. Even though it wasn't you, you were the guy that played for the bad boy Pistons. And obviously <laughs> Time. They, uh, they, 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 they played they, 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 they play by a different set of rules in a lot of people's absolutely. eyes. So when people are looking at Joe Dumas and they're seeing a decision like this be made because of Draymond Green's transgressions, they're saying, some people are saying, I don't think after today they're saying that, but some people have said, my goodness, how, how, how can that happen? How could he come to that conclusion? What does Joe Dumas say about today's culture and what people need to understand about today's NBA's game and how it's called and the kind of behavior that you're mandating moving forward? I, 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 the first word that comes to mind for me is integrity. I think you have to have integrity to do this. You know, I, I, I'll say this, uh, being at this league office with Adam as the commissioner has been exceptional in this role from the standpoint of integrity and doing what's right for not only the league as a whole, the perception of the league, but for the players themselves. Stephen, we don't want to just be punitive in this. It's not about just being punitive to the players when they cross the line. It's about, yes, you're going to have to sit for whatever amount of games you sit, but also here's an olive branch of we want to help you get better. And so I think that's the thing that I would say to everyone is that when you look at the league office right now, when you look at Adam as a commissioner and my role here, and look, we're trying to do both. And you can do both. You don't have to just be punitive. You don't have to just put the olive branch out. You can do both at the same time. And that's what we try to balance here at all times, Stephen. A couple of questions before I let you get on out of here. And thank you so much again for giving us your time. When you look mm -hmm. at it, when, when you look at the situation right now in terms of Kevin Durant and what he said, a former teammate, mm -hmm. won championships with Draymond Green, I hope that he gets the help that he needs. When you see Yusuf Nurkic, Nurkic says, I don't know what's wrong with that brother. What kind of – how did that factor into y'all decision, hearing actual players give indication there's a problem here? So, look, these are the discussions that we have and had all, all over the last 48 hours, Stephen. We, we, we've discussed this internally. Like, so when we see guys say stuff like that, yeah, we, we see it. And, and you know, you, you look at it and it kind of confirms what we're saying internally anyway. Uh, but it doesn't, like, sway any part of the decision. It's just that it's just another factor that we look at. And, and, and look, guys are saying, look, man, I, you know, we want to see this guy get better. Whatever he needs to do, take a break, uh, step away from the league for a while, get your life together, get yourself together. And I think when you hear guys saying that, um, you know this, Stephen, this is a fraternity, man. And these guys, yeah, they're going to compete. They may get into it. But at the end of the day, this is a fraternity and, you know, these guys want to see the best for, for other guys, even guys that they're competing against. They want to see the best for those guys, Stephen. Reports have indicated that you're supposed to be speaking to Draymond. You guys are supposed to be speaking with Draymond Green today. I'd like to know what you want to hear from him, what you expect to hear from him. What could he possibly say to you at this particular moment in time, meaning you, the league office, not just you? I, I, I can say this. I, I Whenever I have conversations with Draymond, they're always respectful. They're they're very good. He understands there's a whole lot of 
care for him, but he also knows that I have a job to do. Adam has a job to do. He also knows that. He, he, he knows where we're coming from with that, Stephen. So whenever, there's never really a bad conversation with him, ever really a bad conversation. So, I, you know, I don't know. I can't sit here and, and map out the conversation, what he's going to say, what I'm going to say. But you can, you can rest assured it's never a bad conversation, Stephen. He understands extremely well what we have to do here. He understands what's expected. He understands that people have his best interests at heart. And so I, I, I don't suspect there's going to be any kind of bad conversation or anything like that. It, it won't be that. Just for clarification, very last question. What exactly, if there is something exact and specific, does Draymond Green have to do to be allowed to return to the basketball court for the Golden State Warriors this season? We just want him to go through the process of getting better, Stephen. There's no specific, hey, you have to check this box and everything's good. We want to see him make progress, get better, come back, and be the great player that he's been for, for such a long time with Golden State. And, and, and that's where we'll leave it. We're not going to get here and, like, here's a box he has to check, and once he checks that, he's back and everything is good. Just get better. Take your time. Get better. And then, you know, we'll be ready when he's ready. And so um, I think it'll work out, Stephen. I think, it, I think this is the best route to take for him. I, I think the best thing we could have done was not put a number on it and, and then just start a clock. I think this is best for, the, like I said, I'll say it again, Stephen. The last thing I'll say is this, is that it's best for the league, it's best for Golden State, and it's best mm-hmm. for Draymond, the way this has, has, has unfolded here. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Joe. Um, absolutely. And, Joe, I just want to say, as a human being who believes in second chances, I respect so deeply that the focus is not just on the player, it's on the person, right? Because yeah, there's a game absolutely. of basketball and then there's the game of life, and we know which one is more pivotal. So, Joe, really appreciate right. the time this morning. Thank you so much for being with Thank us. Thank you, Joe. Thanks for having me. Appreciate Excellent it. job, Stephen A., per usual. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
All right, back to some NFL. So KC was set to erupt when Travis Kelsey caught a Patrick Mahomes pass and threw a backward pass to Kadarius Tony for what appeared to be a touchdown until that penalty was announced. Tony had lined up offside, and instead of having a lead, the Chiefs suffered their second straight loss, 20 to 17. This time to Buffalo, now losing four of their last six. Travis Kelsey's had enough of the slander. We're not rolling like we we have been in the past, man. And um, I know a lot of there's a lot of media pointing fingers at uh, some of the skill players that we have. I say F- that, and excuse my language. Uh, we usually cuss in lighthearted ways, but this is uh, I felt like you guys had to feel that whoever's talking on uh, on the the skill players and in, uh, in our offense right now. All right, Mina Kimes joining the party. Hi, Mina. Great to have you here with us. Uh, Stephen A., I'm going to start with you. Kelsey's comments there, do you feel like they're fair or foul? They're foul, but um, let me say this to you. Uh, Listen, I always joke, Travis Kelsey, my brother from another mother. I love the hell out of him. I really, really do. Um, No, I'm not vibing with you on this, bro. And, you know, he's saying F that. Well, F that. What you said. No. No. And I'm going to say this right now. You got 33 damn drops on this season. Want to hear no nonsense about the media? Travis Kelsey, you know what I'm saying? You know where to find me, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm familiar with the podcast. By the way, Wave Entertainment, they do a great job and a good luck with that. Keep doing what you're doing. You know, you know do, do your thing. That's nonsense. You know, that's some BS. Your receivers are dropping passes. They're running wrong routes, okay? Mm-hmm. They're not even lining around. They're not even aligned correctly. Offsides? Really? Lining up offsides? And and then you got Dan Olaski. I'm glad you on the air. Put Dan Olaski on the damn on the damn screen right now. What the <laughs> hell was that with you the other day, Dan Olaski? Pointing out how Kadarius Tony had lined up offsides on four or five different occasions. So get yo, yo, Dan, check this out, Dan. You know something? You rob a bank. Okay, and you finally get caught. What the hell is y'all problem? I done did it four times. What's the problem? No, you ain't supposed to do it at all. So wherever you get caught well, no doing gets, it, you no did it. Warned for you did it. You, 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 you did it. I'm just saying the point is, is that you're acting like because he was doing the wrong thing on numerous occasions, it was wrong to catch him that one time. That makes no Correct. sense, Dan Olavsky. That makes no sense, okay? If you look at the receiver on the opposite side of the field, all right, he is lined up by behind the football. I mean, you couldn't even see the football because Kadarius Tony was blocking the visual for the damn football. And uh, listen, Travis Kelsey, he's dropped a couple of passes this year as well. Don't matter. One of the greatest, if not the greatest tight end who ever played. Two-time Super Bowl champion. All the endorsement deals. His level of popularity. You deserve it all, my brother. I'm so happy for you. You that dude. But you not what you're not going to do is get a podcast and think that you're going to turn around and, and absolve your receipt you know, from what we see. I mean, you're not going to spit in our face and tell us it's raining. Damn it, if it's spit, it's spit. We see what we're seeing. You're dropping passes. You're running wrong routes. You're lining off offsides. That's on you as a receiver to call a media out like the media is the problem for calling out what we see. I mean, damn, how you going to do that? Why don't you just ask us not to watch football? Because we're looking at it and we're seeing as clear as day. You got a announcers calling him out. You got play-by-play people who ain't supposed to be having opinions, giving opinions about the ineptitude. You got opposing teams looking at you and saying, damn, just stick around and wait for the mistake. It's gonna happen. You're dropping touchdown passes, dropping first down passes. 
Come on, bro. You know better. Stop that. Stop that, Travis Kelsey. Just stop it. Listen, first of all, you're dead wrong on the offside stuff. You're in your analogy. How? Stephen, you don't get warned traditionally if you rob a bank and get told, don't do it again. That's, that's called a law. You go to jail if you do that. In the NFL, when things like that happen, when you're on the ball or off the ball, 99.9% of the time, you get a warning because it's subjective from the official. It is was not he offsides or not? robbing a bank. Was okay? he offsides or not? Bad analogy. Was he, was, was he offside or not? Steven, yes or no? Respond yes after no. me. Respond after me. Dan, it was a bad analogy. It's a bad, bad analogy. analogy. For, for, if, that, if, that, if that's what makes you feel better, for all I, my only point I was making is you can't do something wrong multiple times and complain when you finally get caught by saying, well, I did it enough times wrong can. away. You cannot can. do that. Give him a break. You cannot he's do been, that. He's Go been ahead. focused on Joe Dumars. Yeah, you you absolutely give, can. Give him a break. You, you literally just – you Would literally you just you, – you literally just got done doing 90 minutes of accountability with Draymond. No one communicating yes or not. That's the same thing. That's, that's indifferent. You're wrong no, on that. No, it's not. Um, yes, it oh, is. Oh, my Lord. Um, listen, Travis is 100% doing the right thing. This is a necessity from them right now. Patrick has carried the weight in the water of this all season long. These guys are Hall of Famers. They know what's going on. They know that the next four games are massively important. And these young players who have struggled this year, if they go into these games thinking, oh, you know, the drops or the lack of performance, they're not going to get it done when it matters the most. So he's right in saying try to have their back of the Mm -hmm. wide receivers and whatnot. But we also know what's happened. We also know that they have underperformed. So I got no issue with what Travis is saying. I will say this, though, Stephen A. There have been some people who have been like, they're the reason they lost games. He's just being a good teammate. I do think that's I'm right. not part talking of our- about him defending them. I'm just talking about him calling out the media. Look at your, look at your own house. Go ahead, Mina. Stephen A., it feels a little bit like Patrick Mahomes going after the refs where – the anger is sort of being deflected because you know Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey are both fully aware of why they're losing these games. And I think it's only a problem if what they're communicating internally is the same as what they're saying to the outside world. Dan, to your point, in public, I absolutely support these guys standing by their teammates. But if there's no accountability in Kansas City, that's where it becomes a problem. That's where you see these issues not getting fixed week after week. So I think it's fine as long as they're showing some accountability in the building that we don't get to see because everybody knows this is a problem. Stephen A., you laid it out. They have the most drops in the NFL. I just asked our research team, uh, no team has ever made it past the divisional round with the drop rate that the Kansas City Chiefs have right now. It has to get fixed or they're not going to win a Super Bowl. They know that. They're fully aware of that. The question I think we'd have to be asking is what are they doing to fix it and is it something we can't see? Well, a couple of things. Number one, just as an aside, Mina, you look fantastic. You look like you're glowing. Life oh, is treating you. you well. You look fantastic. <laughs> That's number one. Let's get that out of the way. Let's get that out of the way. Dan, the suit is not bad. The suit is not bad. We'll talk about your wardrobe. You wore the water rails. We'll talk about that another moment. The point is this, though. <laughs> I'm not knocking. I'm not knocking Travis Kelsey for defending his teammates. I'm, as, I'm, I'm getting on him for getting on the media when all we're doing is watching and we're seeing what we're seeing. 
And by the way, yeah. before you open, before you open your trap, Orlovsky, I will remind you, you're a part of the media too now. Because let me tell you something. When it comes to some football, I listen to Dan Orlovsky. I don't listen to you just to debunk your points. Because nine times out of ten, I'm not going to be able to. Because you've forgotten more football than I know. I know my place. But the bottom line is this. I am able to sit up there and say one plus one equals two. I'm able to sit up there and look at Dan Orlovsky with his clipboard. And he's doing the screens and all this stuff. And look at this right. He's wide open. You got to get it to him. He's right here. Look at where the line of scrimmage is. But look at where his feet are. Oh, by the way, look at him here for this third down. How do you not catch that pass? I'm allowed to deduce when you bring that up. Then to say, hey, they dropping passes. They ain't getting it done. I don't want to hear the media out of Travis Kelsey. Now, when there's stuff off the field or stuff like that or stuff that's going on inside the locker room, that's different. But when you're sitting up there and dropping passes right in front of our eyes, you don't get to sit up there and point to the media for saying the brothers can't can't catch. They can't catch. First of all, you can say that. It smells in here. Molly's eating, Stephen A. Molly, Molly, oh. Molly got a plate of food over here. Like, oh, yeah. my Lord. The smell, the aroma right now is, so, is so, a lot. So, so, no surprise. It's food and Molly. It goes together. Go ahead. <laughs> you can't sit here and say on one side, well, he's, he's, I'm, I'm okay with him having the back of his teammates, this and that. And then on the other side, be like, well, I'm not okay with him saying well. media. You you rather I'm gonna be okay you? You can with have the back of your teammates without – you can have the back of your teammates you. without – Blaming the media and Educate lying on something Mita. that is patently obvious to Thank literally you. a four-year-old could watch the Kansas City Chiefs and say, dropping. Like, it's not – I mean, the sky is blue. I, so, accountability and blaming the media are not the same thing, Dan. He I could say, hey, these are young guys. The they're getting better every week. I support my teammates. Don't interrupt her. I don't, don't care. interrupt it's her fine. when she's schooling you. She is schooling you and she <laughs> is talking to you. You will sit there and you will listen. Mina is absolutely <laughs> positively correct. He could have said the same up thing as me. No, yo, you did not say that. All he had to do was say this. Yo. I believe in my receivers. I understand we've had a rough patch. Watch what we do. We still in first place. We going to the playoffs. We'll see. We the reign and defend the Super Bowl champions. Y'all better ask somebody. You'll see what's, what's going to transfer. That's all he had to say. Nah, nah, nah. F that with the media. Oh, then sit down, Travis. Sit down. No, no, no. Now, there's one time he's wrong. It's when you can't point the finger at somebody else for literally seeing you drop. Not him, of course, but them drop passes after passes <laughs> after passes. Patrick Mahomes is having his worst season as a starting quarterback, Dan. We know it ain't because of him, because he's putting the ball right in people's hands and chest, and they're dropping it. They're dropping it. You know it ain't, you know it's not his fault. It ain't Andy Reid's fault with the play calling. It ain't Travis Kelsey's fault. He's still the most reliable weapon. It's them. And that's the bottom line. Listen to Mina. Listen to Mina, and do not interrupt her again when she's speaking. <laughs> go ahead. Interrupt me. I'm gonna fight you, Stephen A. I know. You can go, Dan. Stephen A. <laughs> <clears throat> we all know what the reality of their football team is this year. Yeah. Okay. So when everybody is saying that the wide receivers are the reason why they have lost games, what do you want the leaders of that football team to do? What would be you, – you want them to just go, we believe in them? We, we, we just told you. Are you yeah. not listening to me now? Are you not listening to me? We already told you for the last 10 minutes. You're hard-headed. What, you ate too much pasta? Are you listening? 
Is it is it registering? You, you okay? You, is it registering? You want you want like this this G-rated experience with Travis Kelsey? They, that that's so fake to sit there and go. Well, we believe You just showed your ignorance. I don't associate G-rated with Travis Kelsey ever. So you're done messed up right there. That's number one. Number two. What number two. Okay. You, all I'm trying to say. I don't associate. Number two. All I'm trying to say is that. Point, focus on your receivers. Don't focus on, 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 on turning us in the villains. We didn't do anything but report we and chronicle it. what we've seen. But and that, you're that guilty is doing too. something. That is doing what? something. We have truthfully and accurately so, so, said so, so, so that the you, wide so receivers are tell? underperforming. How about this? How about this? Are you ready for this, Dan? Are you ready for this? Right, so according to the word of Travis Kelsey, let's go lie to the public. That, you know, those receivers in Kansas City are great. I mean, have you watched them? I mean, wait till you see them. I mean, I, think I, I mean, they don't drop passes. I mean, they don't. They for the hell with Tyreek Hill. They're gonna be just fine. I mean, we don't have anything to worry about with the Kansas City Chiefs. Is that what you want us to do? You want us to lie to the American public, Dan Olowski? Is that what you want where us to do? Where do you have the Chiefs ranked this week in your top five? Four. Oh, okay. So even yeah. with all of that, they're the fourth best team in football. Because, because of Kelsey and Mahomes and Andy Reid. I believe in them. I don't oh, believe in okay. their receivers. So you told the American people. I don't believe the American people that even though with all I'm these consist- receiver drops, right. they're still the fourth hold on, best hold on, team hold on, in hold on. Don't be evasive. Don't be evasive and elusive. We're talking about the receivers of the Kansas City Chiefs and how Pat, Patrick, Travis Kelsey reacted towards the media because of their actions, not ours. Yeah. That is a different subject. Don't try it. Okay, right. the pasta is not registering. Yeah. I understand you've been gobbling, Mina, gobbling, Mina, you gobbling. have the final you know word That's here. That's what that is. About. Go ahead, Mina. I just don't – Dan, your point makes no sense. Like, you're arguing that Kelsey is – the only way he can be a good teammate is by blaming the media for telling the truth. That just doesn't make sense. I mean, Stephen A. spelled it out. You can be a good teammate in other ways without asking us to simply lie. I just said I got no problem with it. I got no problem with it. I didn't say. But you don't have a problem. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I've had enough of this conversation. <laughs> what does that mean? Agree to disagree. The Chiefs have the third best. I've had enough of that. Super you're sitting there, smell, smell, you're sitting there smelling you Molly's food. I can't. You're oh. smelling Molly's food. You don't have a problem with that? Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is always a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day, whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by categories like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Thanks so much for listening to the pod and have a fabulous day. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, 
The majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Back to the biggest news of the season yet. The NBA has suspended the Warriors' Draymond Green indefinitely. The league made the decision after taking into account Green's repeated history of unsportsmanlike acts, noting he's eligible to return once he meets, quote, certain league and team conditions. The discipline was announced a day after Green was ejected from his third game this season, this time for striking Sun center Yusuf Nurkic in the face. Here's Kevin Durant on Draymond. That was insane to see. Uh, glad Nurk is all right. Uh, never seen that before in a basketball court in the NBA game. I hope Draymond gets the help he needs. Uh, it's been incident after incident. So uh, I know Draymond, and that's not, you know, he doesn't, he, he hasn't been that way when I was around him and coming into the league. So hopefully he gets the help he needs and get back on the court and, you know, put all this stuff behind him. Top of the morning to Richard Jefferson and welcome back, Perk. Hi, guys. Well, good morning, good morning, Mom. First of all, first of all, it's really good to see Richard Jefferson up this early in the morning, LA time. Secondly, I'm proud that he's got his shirt buttoned up to the top for a change. And third, and most importantly, you know, I'm, 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 I'm willing, I'm willing to give you props as arguably the second best dressed man at ESPN. We may move on. Hey, who made you the fashion police? Me. Well, I, I personally, I did, I did, I did, I did, I did, but I did hear something. I did hear something about a challenge with you and RC and yeah. and Shannon Sharp, and I was a little disappointed Not, in you guys. Shannon, Shannon, Shannon ain't I, even a part of it. Shannon ain't even a part of it. He said, he said, twenty twenty four, he was going to bring it. He said, twenty twenty four, he was going to bring it, and yeah. I was like, well, he's already be behind in this race. He's Perk, already behind this Perk, race. Continue, Molly. Perk, I don't Continue, even Molly. pay them any mind. Um, okay. RJ. I'll start with you. What yes. kind of damage has this done to Draymond? You know what? I would say very little. And I would say very little from this standpoint. He's already cost them a championship. I was a part of that 2016. They had complete control. So the antics that have happened after this, nothing outweighs a championship, right? Nothing outweighs costing your, your team possibly a perfect season. And so you look at the incidents that, that have gone on. This is my biggest issue about where Draymond is currently in his career. He's always enjoyed playing the heel. After his first bucket, he got a technical in the NBA. Since we want to talk about first baskets this uh, this morning, shout out to Giannis and, and the Bucks. But to me, when I look at this, it's moving forward. Draymond is on a zero, maybe Maybe one strike situation, any scuffle, any situation, if it happens 30 games from now, if it happens at the start of the next season, that is the uncertainty that now Draymond has to play within. And now that's the, the uncertainty that the Warriors have to play within. If he's in a, like, he's got one strike. If another incident happens 25 games from now, the history will be brought into this. Do I think that Draymond's legacy? No, Draymond's always wanted to play the heel. He's always wanted to be this guy. I think about Charles Barkley. 
I think about Dennis Rodman. I think about guys that have always been that heel. And you look at how their careers and how they're viewed. Yes, there are some black marks on, the, on their career, but ultimately they are viewed as very tough, very intense competitors that brought it all. To me, the biggest issue is moving forward. Draymond Green cannot make any mistakes, really, for the rest of his career. Doesn't mean he can't have a flagrant, doesn't mean he can't get ejected. It means that if there is any incident that looks like anything that we have seen over the past season and a half, a stomping on someone's chest, a pulling on someone's neck, a slapping, any incident for the rest of his career, maybe for the next two years especially, there will be heavy fines and suspension. So to me, that is the biggest thing that is going to slow down Draymond and how people view him, not necessarily the things that he has done in the past. Well, well you said a lot, and I, I don't think you really answered the question. And I'm going to answer it for you, Molly. I'm going to stand on business. How much damage, damage has he done? He's done a lot, especially when it comes to his legacy. We know that Draymond Green is a former defensive player of the year, one of the best defenders to ever touch the damn uh, basketball court. We know that he's a, a four-time NBA champion. We get all that, right? But part of your legacy, especially when you retire or towards the tail end of your career, is how you're going to be remembered. And right now, no one is talking about, unless we acknowledge us in the media, it remind the world of who a Draymond Green is. No one is talking about the Draymond Green of old. Everybody is talking about the Draymond Green of now and what he's doing now. And right now, he's not delivering on the basketball court. He's a liability offensively. He's not the defender that he was for two or three years ago. And that's okay. Because he's aging, and we get that. Before as his legacy, you want to go out on great terms. My good friend, my good brother, Rasheed Wallace, one of the most skilled power forwards to ever play the game of basketball. No one ever talks about Rasheed and how skilled he was on the low block and how he had the face-up game with the 15-footer. Everybody talks about Rasheed, about leading the league in technical fouls and how he was a rough rider. When you want to, when you are a, a, a bona fide, you know, future Hall of Famer like Draymond Green is, fix your face, like Draymond Green is, you want to go out in great fashion. And right now, he's not doing that. No disagreement. <clears throat> but I think that there's something that we left out may not be important to us, but it's important to Draymond. His, his career beyond the, the court of play. Draymond Green was doing work on television. Draymond Green has his own podcast. Draymond Green wants to be a voice. He wants to be somebody that folks listen to. He's highly intelligent, you know, brilliant at the game of basketball, incredibly knowledgeable, widely respected, et cetera, et cetera. And now all of that is in jeopardy because think about it. No matter what he says, because there appears to be an inability to control himself in the eyes of people. When Kevin Durant is saying what he said, when Yusuf Nurkic is saying what he said, and you have other people co-signing, when Andre Iguodala is the interim executive director of the Players Association, who, by the way, um, it, it, you know, obviously is, is, is a union guy and wants to support the players, but even he had to stand down in support of the NBA's decision, as mm -hmm. Joe Dumas just articulated a few months ago, when Joe Dumas, who's been a 
friend and a mentor of sorts to Draymond Green throughout the years has to take the position that he has to take with Adam Silver having to take the position that he has to take with the Golden State Warriors at their wits end. And I'm telling you, Joe Lacob, I'm just telling you he's done. I'm just telling you this. When you take all of those things into consideration, that's what we have to look at now with Draymond Green, because now it's about, wait a minute, these aspirations that you have, what level of credibility are you going to have? What position are you going to be in to decipher right from wrong when you showed an inability to control yourself? That's how they're going to judge him. I'm not saying it's fair. I certainly won't judge him that way. But you, you all know, just as well as I do, there will be an inordinate amount of critics inside and outside the NBA, inside and outside the world of sports, along with the fan base out there that's going to judge that harshly. And it could interfere with some of the aspirations he had for things moving forward. I, I, no, I, I agree with what you guys are saying. What I'm saying is talent equals tolerance. And to Perk's point, once your talent starts to drop, your, your, your tolerance for some of your antics start to drop. I am old enough to remember, I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona, Charles Barkley. We don't need to go into the details of all of the things that Charles Barkley had done because he is one of the icons in America. To me, it's more about how he moves forward. Now, look, there is no there is no mistaking that what Draymond has done over the course of his career, good and bad, are going to be talked about. But if we're talking about the damage that Draymond has done, he still has opportunity. I think the biggest damage that he has done has been to the Golden State Warriors moving forward. Everyone is talking about about their window. Everyone is talking about how much money they spent. You know all of the owners. I had the pleasure of going and speaking at Peter Goober's UCLA class. We know these individuals. We know how competitive they are. We know how much money they are spending to be competitive. And at the end of the day, Steph Curry and the Warriors brand is the most important thing to them. They understand that Draymond contributing to that elevates their franchise and actually elevates Steph Curry. So they need each other. But ultimately, I think that Draymond has made plenty of mistakes. I've, I've benefited from some of these mistakes, but I don't think that Draymond has done so much damage. He has done so much damage that he can't make good on this. And it's far away, but I'm glad the NBA players stood up for or the NBA Players Association stood up for the players because the protection of the players is the most important thing. And the players were at risk every single time they were on the court yeah, with Draymond. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And think about it. He's a leader. Guys, you were used to be a leader. Guys around the league looked up to him. He got into it with Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell is one of the most loved young fellas around the league amongst his peers. I'm talking about the, go the dude, the young fella is so great, he could see a spider crawling on the floor and he wouldn't even kill it. He would actually invite the spider into his bed or on the couch. That's how great of an individual he's is. So when I think about Draymond Green, when I think about Draymond Green and the way that people looked up to him, right, as a leadership aspect, we have to realize this, man. He is hurting himself around the league for us, his peers. And we're hearing guys come out and speak about this. Yeah. Well, hopefully this Molly, you didn't like that analogy? Like... No. <laughs> no one did. No one did. No one liked it. Uh, it's, it's no not. one liked it. I feel so Don't forget Charles Barkley said he's not a role model. <laughs> Don't forget Charles Barkley said he is not a role model. And neither is Draymond. Okay. We'll leave it there, guys. <laughs> 
Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems, with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. Quick take essay, let's get it. There was a show in San Antonio as the Lakers outlast the Spurs 122-119. AD led the way with 37 points, 10 rebounds, while Spurs rookie sensation Wen Banyama put up 30 points and 13 rebounds. All right, here's the question. Who was more impressive last night, AD or Wemby? Well, you're going to say Wimby because he's a rookie and dropping 30 and 13 against the Los Angeles Lakers and Anthony Davis is nothing to sneeze at. It just shows you the promise that this kid has uh, moving forward in his career as an NBA star. Uh, but I'm excited about what I'm seeing from Anthony Davis from the standpoint of answering the call. We know what Anthony Davis can do. We just wonder whether is he going to do it consistently or not. I love seeing him rise to the challenge and rise to the occasion and remind people of his greatness. That's what I'm excited about with Anthony Davis. Absolutely. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X card. Earn unlimited 2X miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. All right, Perk, final thoughts on the Draymond suspension. Well, I love what Joe Dumas said for us finding help for Draymond, but Draymond has to be willing to find help and accept help for Draymond. Amen. Period. That's what it really, really comes down to. I don't really have anything else to add. Absolutely. Uh, Stephen A., I just wanted to say quickly, I wanted to give a big shout-out to Tom Griffin, who's been with us in graphics for many, many years on the show, as long as I've been on it. He does an exceptional job, and today is his last day. So, Tom, we're going to miss you and can't thank you enough. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, I think we're, I think no one can hear me. I don't know what's happening.